Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in the trilogy, The Silverfields of Northbrook, which follows the family and the Silver King after his Second World War. We are in the second play titled Wrigley Days, and we're about to begin the third scene titled Hula Girl. It's Labor Day weekend, 1958. As Greg Rhodes' cul-de-sac kids anticipate the start of a new school year, Cindy Silverfield is squeezing her days in a happy hula hoop haze. Whammo's invention, a simple, light, three-foot circle, has stormed into the life of America's children. Cindy got hers during a summer visit to Chicago, purchased as a gift by the legendary aunt, Phyllis Gordon. They carried it home proudly on the Chicago Transit Authority's Sheridan Road bus to Phyllis's Belmont Avenue apartment. The hula hoop, a hip-swiveling toy that became a huge fad across America when it was first marketed by Whammo in 1958, is patented by the company co-founder Arthur Spud Mellon. In 1948, friends Arthur Mellon and Richard Nur founded a company in California to sell a slingshot they created to shoot meat up to falcons they used for hunting. The company name Whammo came from the sound the slingshot supposedly made. Whammo eventually branched out from slingshots, selling boomerangs and other sporting goods. Its first hit toy, a flying plastic disc known as the Frisbee, debuted in 1957. The Frisbee was originally marketed under a different name, the Pluto Platter, in an effort to capitalize on America's fascination with unidentified flying objects. Melan and Nur were inspired to develop the hula hoop after they saw a wooden hoop that Australian children twirled around their waists during gym class. Whammo began producing a plastic version of the hoop called the hula after the hip-gyrating Hawaiian dance of the same name and demonstrating it on Southern California playgrounds. Hula hoop mania meant Whammo manufactured hoops of 110 centimeters, 42 inches in diameter, from Marlex plastic. With national marketing and retailing, a fad began in July of 1958. 25 million plastic hoops were sold in less than four months. Sales reached more than 100 million units in two years. Carlin Products Corporation was one of the first manufacturers of the hula hoop. During the 1950s, Carlin was producing more than 50,000 hula hoops per day. With a glut of hula hoops, Whammo stopped manufacturing the toy until 1965, when the founders developed a new twist. They inserted ball bearings in the cylinder to make a whoosh sound. The hoop was inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame at the Strong Theater in Rochester, New York, in 1999. As this scene opens for Hula Girl, Michael stands beneath a single light 
and reads his next letter to the Stearns. He begins, Dear Aunt Lucille and Uncle Lester, Cindy called from Aunt Phil's apartment. She was so excited. They rode the bus downtown to buy a hula hoop at a big toy store. It seems the owner is a family friend. Then they stopped at the Michael Reese Hospital thrift shop. Aunt Phil's a volunteer there. She wanted her friends to meet Cindy. On the bus home, the driver quizzed Cindy about her new hoop. Aunt Phyllis said it was a wonderful conversation. Have you seen any Aldine kids with hula hoops? I love you and miss you, Michael. As this scene converts, it becomes the front of a Chicago Transit Authority bus. The driver, a honeymooner's Ralph Cramden character, is chatting with Cindy and Phyllis as they drop tokens into the fare box. He's excited to see Cindy's new hoop. It's bright blue to match her eyes. The bus driver, Ralph Cramden, begins. Hello there, young lady. Well, it looks like you've got a new toy. It's a hula hoop, right? And Cindy, shyly. Hello, sir. And then Aunt Phyllis. Hello, Mr. Cramden. Aunt Phyllis is a regular rider on the northbound Sheridan Road line. Nice to see you. Cindy, this is my regular bus driver, Mr. Cramden. And Cindy, hello, Mr. Cramden. Yes, Aunt Phyllis bought me a new hula hoop. I love it. And Ralph Cramden, nice to meet you, Cindy. Your hoop sparkles. It will keep you moving. And Cindy, yes, I need to practice, Mr. Cramden. I'm not as good as the other kids on our block. And Ralph Cramden, the encouraging bus driver, says, I'm sure you'll catch them soon. Aunt Phyllis intones, It's nice to see you, Mr. Cramden. Cindy, let's sit down behind Mr. Cramden. I'm sure he'll talk with us when he can. And Ralph Cramden, Thank you, Miss Gordon. Your niece is a sweetie. As the scene ends, Cindy, Ralph Cramden, and Aunt Phyllis are in silhouette as Cindy stands in front of the fare box, proudly holding her new hula hoop. And it is in color. It's bright blue. Michael stands again under a single light to share the latest news with the Stearns. And he begins, Dear Aunt Lucille and Uncle Lester, Cindy's home with her new hula hoop. It's a cool design. She's practicing like crazy. Dad described her as a hula girl in training. Of course, I want to try it. She's not sharing quite yet, but that's okay. I don't want her to be mad at me. Mom can't stop smiling, laughing, cheering as Cindy twirls her way around the house. You should see her. She's a blur of happiness. We do miss you. Hope maybe you'll come and see us. I love you, Michael. As the lights go down on this scene, Cindy is a bundle of joy. She's sharing the hoop in smiles and twirls as the silver fields look on, sharing a little girl's blue-eyed bliss. And as Cindy Silverfield becomes a veteran in the hula hoop craze, we have reached the end of this scene entitled Hula Girl, 
within the play Wrigley Days. And this is the third scene in the second play of the trilogy called The Silver Fields of Northbrook. And you are listening to The Silver King's War. 